Hello and welcome to another episode of Here's the Point with Kate and Kelly, a podcast where I read books and I talk about them on a podcast with the intention to improve my health, my wealth, my wisdom, and my peace so that you can have all the information as well to improve those areas of your life. This podcast is supplementary to my main podcast, Book Club with Kate and Kelly. That podcast is about 60 to 90 minutes long. This is 15 minutes long. So if you like this conversation, I suggest you go check out that podcast. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcast, uh, uh, under Book Club with Kate and Kelly, or you can find links on my blog, kadenkellysblog.wordpress.com. Uh, there I have links to my socials and to the other podcasts, and I post in a blog, and you get all of this improvement advice that I'm trying to figure out for myself, but sharing so that you can have it as well. And uh, I have a good time doing it. So uh, if you have any, th- any questions or concerns, you can reach out to me. I'd like to hear f- lots of feedback, book suggestions, all that kind of crap. So thanks for showing up. Thanks for tuning in. Last week, I read a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Uh, what's the, the journey beyond yourself. So I got to, you know, I like, I got to hold it for a second. So Instagram can get the clip for the thumbnail. So the untethered soul, this book's been on my suggested reading for a long time. I'm really glad I got it. I got into it. It's one of, it's, it's been one of my favorites so far. Really, really well written. Uh, very thought provoking, not like so heavily spiritual. I'm, I'm a spiritual skeptic as as my regular listeners know, but uh, I really, I appreciate the insight and I'm trying to, I'm trying to develop my spirituality in a healthy way in ways that resonate with myself and then share them as well. And this book I think did that really well. It wasn't over the top with anything and it wasn't like so purely scientific or s- purely secular that I, you know, that I had no spiritual, I had a lot of spiritual principles, but also with sound reasoning. Anyway, those of you who know Michael Singer uh, know this is a, one of the most popular, probably one of the most popular books of all time, and one of the highest rated anyway that I've seen in a while, and he's written several other books, and I'll tell you about him. I'll tell you about him really fast. There's our boy for you, Michael A. Singer. It's not autofocus, but that's okay. Uh, Michael A. Singer is the author of the, New York, uh, the number one New York Times bestseller, The Untethered Soul. And the New York Times bestseller, The Surrender Experiment, Experiment, which have both been published worldwide. He had a deep inner awakening in... I find this fascinating. He had a deep inner awakening in 1971 while working on his doctorate of economics and went into seclusion to focus on yoga and meditation. In 1975, he founded Temple of the Universe. He founded a fucking temple and now long-established yoga and meditation center where people of any religion or set of beliefs can come together to experience inner peace. He's also the creator of a leading-edge software package that transformed the medical practice management industry and founding CEO of a billion-dollar public company whose achievements are archived in the Smithsonian Institution. Our boy is fucking working, and he's making that bread. And he's a really good spiritual teacher. (laughs) Along with his more than four decades of spiritual teaching, Singer has made major contributions to the areas of business, education, healthcare, and environmental protection. He previously authored two books on the integration of Eastern and Western philosophy, The Search for Truth, and three essays on universal law. I find his biography fascinating, especially for the content that comes from this book. He doesn't seem just like 
Like you would read this and think, oh, this guy's just like a spiritual guru. But really, he's also an incredibly successful entrepreneur and activist and really kind, sounds like, uh, you know, he like cares about the environment and other people and helping other people find peace. Really cool. So let's talk about his book. Like I said, I like to do this in 15 minutes or less. So I, uh, I like to break down the concepts as much as I can, as simple as I can. Um, I rate, I take notes. I usually listen to the, most of it is through audiobooks. So I listen to the audiobook while I'm working because I'm a fucking carpet cleaner. And then I take notes and then I talk about, I use my notes for the podcast. So let me tell you about my notes, huh? Uh, the book is broken down into five parts, and this will be the easiest way to digest the information. Part one is called Awakening Consciousness. Part two is Experiencing Energy. Part three, Freeing Yourself. Part four, Going Beyond. And part five, Living Life. Uh, in the uh, introduction, I said, so here's like the intention behind the book. I said, I suppose the intention behind this book is to understand who the self is from your own subjective perspective. Uh, okay, so here, this is like a quick breakdown to the whole book. You are not your body. You are not your thoughts. You are not the world around you. You are not your successes or failures. You are the consciousness that inhabits this body. Sorry, I had to cut the video and come back to it after work because I had something come up and I wanted to spend a little bit more time thinking about how to put all of this information together. So I made little sticky notes. So let's keep going. You are not your body or your thoughts. You are the consciousness that inhabits this body, that observes the things that happen to this body, the thoughts that this body has. So this, this is like the theme to the book. And this is how we feel peace at a deeper level. This is how we cope with sadness. This is how we should experience happiness. All of these things. So in a, you know, in a few words, we're going to go through each, each part and uh, break down how, how to use this information in our life. So part one, awakening consciousness. The mind creates meaning to the world around us. We are not our minds. We observe our minds and the thoughts that our minds have. True inner freedom is one, observing our thoughts, two, knowing what you want, and three, acting with a clear mind. That's true inner freedom. This is like the deepest form of thinking too, is to think about our thoughts and then to respond with clarity. That's how he describes it. Think about our uh, metacognition. Instead of being reactive to the world around us, take some time, observe what's happening to us, how we think, how we feel, and then make appropriate decisions. Well, no, and then, and then understand what it is you want and then make appropriate decisions. That's part one. Part two, experiencing energy. Uh, and for those of you who, who know me, I struggle with energy. I struggle with the idea of energy. Uh, it seems kind of uh, voodoo, hoodoo, whatever for me. But I really like his approach to energy. It's mostly about, it mostly relates to our experiences in the world, positive and negative. So he says, or my notes from part two, you are not your emotions. You observe your emotions. You can't control your emotions. You can't control how your body reacts 
when crazy shit happens, when you hear about the death of a loved one or when you hear about some raise that you got you to your job. You can't control the emotions, the chemical reactions in your body, but you can observe them and you can react appropriately. Don't cling to anything positive or negative. Let everything flow. Let the energy flow. Uh, a little bit more on that later, but that's experiencing energy. Let life's events come and go. Don't hold on to them, whether they're positive, whether they're negative. Part three, freeing yourself. Fear is the, is the root of all problems. Our minds create meaning to our suffering so life doesn't seem so bleak. This, uh, this, I get this concept even deeper from Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning, where he, uh, Viktor Frankl, a survivor of Nazi concentration camps in Auschwitz, he explains that uh, the, um, well, he has, he's the one with the famous quote that says, he who has a why can bear almost any how. Um, our minds create meaning to our suffering so that the suffering doesn't seem so uh, painful, right? Or that it doesn't seem like a, like a waste of our life. Um, this is, so that's a naturally occurring thing in our, in our brains. What's important is to observe the meaning that we assign to our experiences. Uh, he says, allow, or I, my note is, allow involuntary pain to flow. Don't hold on. Again, referencing Mr. Frankel. He, uh, he had no control over his situation being a victim of a, the Nazi concentration camps. Yet, he, 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 even though you know, he wasn't perfect, the idea of, of not f- resisting this involuntary suffering is what allows for peace. It's what brings meaning, is taking on the hardship that you have no control over and doing your best with it. And you know, that's coming from a boy, me, that comes from a, a more privileged place in life than a lot of people. But the concept rings true regardless of the level of your suffering. Uh, he's, uh, a note, uh, the last note from part three, what you work to avoid is what runs your life. So whatever pains you try to avoid, like you don't like the pain of, of dieting to have a healthy body or, you know, or just at least being eating in moderation, or you don't, you don't like the pains of waking up early, or you don't like the pain of taking a cold shower or of exercising. If you work to avoid those things, then that active avoidance is what runs your life. And uh, we could talk more about suffering. I talk more about suffering in the longer podcast, but suffice it to say, pain isn't bad. It's how we respond to our situations. And you, should, you, you shouldn't identify with your pain if you want peace. Experience the pain as it happens and allow it to flow in and out. That's energy. Part four, going beyond. Stop clinging to the things you use to, de- to define yourself, like your jobs, titles, relationships, pay raises, whatever, successes, awards. Don't remove uh, the, the identity that you hold to these things. You are not those things. You are the person that you're, – you're the bot, you are the thing that observes your body earning those things, but you are not those things, Right? You are not your body. You are the thing that observes you. Okay, I, I just said that. So um, it's, this doesn't mean you shouldn't go after successes. You shouldn't 
strive to be better. That's not what this is saying. What this is saying is don't identify with it. Don't cling to the idea that I'll be, I'll, well, this is part five too. Uh, happiness doesn't come by clinging or by, by yearning for those things. The first, the first note from part five, living life, is you are solely responsible for your happiness. Don't put qualifications on happiness, like saying, I'll be happy when I fill in the blank, when I get this job, or when I date that girl, or when I get a fucking hole-in-one in golf, or whatever, or when I beat this video game. That's when I'll be happy, or I'll... I'll be sad if so and so breaks up with me or if I lose this job. Like don't don't put qualifications on your happiness. Um uh yeah, that that's it's it's not fair to you. Don't identify with those things. Those things only enhance the experience of life, but those things aren't happiness. That's the that's I think that's the principle. Okay, I'm going to keep going. The question isn't I love this. The question isn't, do I want to be happy? The, the real question you should ask is, do I want to be happy regardless of what happens? It's not, do I want to be happy? It's, do I want to be happy regardless of what happens? You are the only one responsible for your own happiness. No one or no thing can truly make you happy or bring you peace. In fact, the disassociation of those things is what brings peace. Being happy without anything means that having that thing only enhances your experience. Uh, your resistance to life's events is what causes stress. And then uh, one of the one of the the crown on top of all of this, death is the ultimate teacher. Spend time contemplating your own death and the death of loved ones. Uh, the Stoics call this memento mori, and if you consider the possibility that your next breath will be your last breath you might just or that your your parents breath will their next breath will be their last you might look at life a little differently you should and that's the point you should enjoy the time you have with them and with yourself now and you shouldn't wait for some future event to enjoy your life uh quote you don't need more time before death what you need is more depth of experience. That's it. That's a great advice. Excellent wisdom from Michael A. Singer, The Untethered Soul, The Journey Beyond Yourself. If you like this conversation, go check out my longer podcast at Book Club with Caden Kelly, available in the blog, or you just search it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And then definitely go read the book if you like the content from the from this podcast. Uh, the book was awesome, and I, I do this weekly. So check out the blog, kadenkellysblog.wordpress.com to get access to previous episodes and uh, or and to see the blogs, the writings that I have, everything else. So if not, that's it. Then we'll see you next time.